in three, two, one. Welcome to the Top Form You podcast, where you take authority over your health and your life and become the best top form you that you can be. All right, welcome back to Top Form You. We are here today with myself, Laura Lau, and then we also have Dr. Mills with us. We're going to be talking about something really, really fun for you guys today, something we've been seeing a lot of. Dr. Mills, do you want to take it away? Yes, we're going to discuss weight loss, and we're going to discuss it in a couple forms. We've been seeing some what we think are odd things being done to people. Mm -hmm. It's okay. They're just different. We we probably aren't in agreement with them, and uh, that's okay. But the thing we've seen in the last couple months is a couple of patients have been showing up, and they're using a medication to get weight off. And I guess that happens with those medications, but it's not used for weight loss. Mm. In fact, it's not even FDA approved for weight loss. So they're using it as a secondary chance for patients to maybe lose weight. The drug is called Ozempic. Probably seen commercials on it. Um, I know I have when I watch some of the mainstream TVs. They have the medication that people are jumping around with joy as their diabetes is managed with it because it is a diabetic medication. Mm -hmm. And uh, underneath you get all the side effect listings. So this is something that happened just recently. We had a patient come in that used it, and it's an injectable, self-injectable medication that you put in the skin around your abdomen, thighs, arms, somewhere, depends on the point. And what it ends up doing is it cuts down the digestive system. It Ugh. slows it down. Food stays in the stomach longer. Mm, nice. Right? Tasty. Yeah. How long do you want that staying in before you start burping it up? Yeah. Kind of funky. You got to figure we're about 100, and, about 100 degrees inside. Okay. 98.6, they say, right? That's 99, close to 100. And you start to ferment that food long enough, let it stick around long enough, then there's going to be some foul effects from that. So some of the foul effects that people are experiencing from this medication, you know, the typical things are like nausea, diarrhea. Gross. Right? <laughs> Nasopharyngitis. What is that? The nose and the throat get inflamed. Mm, makes sense. All right? Light pace increased. That's a, that's a uh, digestive enzyme or fat. Decreased appetite, that's exactly what it's meant to do. Yeah. Decrease the appetite. Vomiting, headache, stomach issues like reflux, right? Mm. Not good. Even this, even back pain. Um, and I think the back pain, when I looked at the side effects from the manufacturer's website, that may be coming from a couple other things that are going on um, that they list on their website, such as acute kidney injury. Oh, yeah. Right? You know, your kidneys are right back there mm -hmm. at the flank of your waist, and then maybe that's a kidney problem going on. So I'd highly recommend if you're using the, the Ozepic system for weight loss and you're starting to feel back pain, you might want to go see your doctors because acute kidney injury is not something you want to have. Definitely not. Right? Uh, pancreatitis is another one. Inflamed pancreases hurt. They hospitalize people. Constipation, hey, you slow down your digestive system, things are going to sit longer, they're going to pack harder, it's going to be harder to get them out. Kind of a gross way to think about it. Mm -hmm. Low blood sugar. Um, 
I find that intriguing because in, in the um, in the dialogue that they give, I'm going to go over a, a graphic that they put on their website, and you're free to look this up. Anybody can look this up. Yeah, guys, we're, we literally just, like, pulled this up from the Ozempic website. Like, we are reading from the website. So this is stuff that's true, and you can go look it up yourself. Yeah, it's, it's really good that they do this for people so you can get an understanding. Um, I think being educated on what you're about to take for yourself in the chemical world is highly imperative. I think people need to do this. Um, and this is how Ozempic works. You can pull up their website and go to that topic, that subheading. They show a little graphic of a human body with a liver, a stomach. It looks like a pancreas, I'd say. Um, the number one thing they, they point out is it helps your pancreas produce more insulin when your blood sugar is high. So by doing this, by increasing the insulin levels, it's going to bring your blood pressure down. Now, if you're compounding this with another medication, let's say, you might go too low. And that's where the hypoglycemia comes in. But I find this intriguing because the result of diabetes isn't about secreting more insulin for you. The whole dilemma that diabetes is, is it's the insulin sensitivity to the cells is now decreased. So more insulin isn't going to get blood sugar to the cells because the cells are not wanting it and they're not sensitized to it anymore. Mm. So the whole thing is upside down and backwards, mm -hmm. right? It also prevents your liver from making and releasing too much sugar. All right, that's kind of odd because the liver should be in working order. Correct. It should release sugar when it should, yep. when it needs to, right? It doesn't want to store sugar because mm -hmm. what does that develop into? Oh, fatty liver syndrome. Yeah. Right? So now we got a fatty liver. So if, if anything should be being done with this medication, in my opinion, as a professional, I would want liver enzyme tests done regularly. Yeah. Just to make sure this isn't occurring. And then right there on, on number three, it says slows down food leaving your stomach. So there's a reason for the constipation right there. Maybe even GERD, gastroesophageal reflux. You might get burping up of acid, right? Because that stuff's got to go somewhere. Yep. If it's not going to go down the hatch. Maybe it's going to go up and you're going to get the burn in the neck yeah. and the throat. That's not good. Here's another thing they, they discuss in there. They got a big warning sign, risk of thyroid cell tumors. Jeez. Right? So they talk about the rodent studies and how it's dose dependent and the, all that stuff. You know, so you, you could conclude that you could be on the one side or the other. You might be on the rodent side that says, I'm not a rodent, so therefore I won't get. Mm. Right? I wouldn't want to test that. Mammalian theory, right? <laughs> yeah. So you're up to your own to test that, but thyroid cell tumors aren't something I'd look at. Medullary thyroid carcinoma, MCT is what they call it. Kind of interesting that they, you know, I'll read it right to you. It says in humans, as human relevance of Ozempic induced rodent thyroid cell tumors has not been determined. All right. Well, right below that, it's kind of interesting how they post this thing called. Another um, warning, Ozempic is contraindicated in patients with a personal or familial history of MTC, the, the cells, the cancers from the, from the uh, thyroid, ah. right? And in, in, in patients with multiple endocrine neoplasm as well, neoplasia as well. So look at these things. Yes, it doesn't cause it in rodents, but right below it, if you have a propensity towards these problems, you better not take it. 
And I highly doubt that your doctor is checking to see if you have that con condition or family history, because most likely you don't know that that's actually happening. Mm -hmm. That's kind of interesting. They even give a routine monitoring system to make sure you're not getting these tumors mm. while you're taking this medication. That's a huge red flag in you, itself. You, it takes a little bit of insight and reading, and you start to discover the reasons why you shouldn't. I remember back in, I'm going to call it the 90s, I believe, there was a medication that came out for weight loss that people's hearts were going haywire. Mm. So they had to pull it off the market and not use it for that anymore. Um, I can't remember the name of it. It was a long time ago. But those are the things that come about. Whenever there's a medication used for weight loss, run. It doesn't work. What else? Uh, and here, here's, here's the interesting one. Uh, placebo versus uh, placebo controlled trials discontinuation due to adverse gastrointestinal reactions was about three to four percent in those on Ozempic. Wow. Right. That's pretty high. That's, that's a pretty high number. That's extremely high. That's just high. in that one category. Yeah. Right. So probably best not to be taking this stuff. You know, there's, then there's other things about it. Um, I'm not here to beat up Ozempic. But I am. Anyway, so that was kind of weird. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's all I've been yakking about, right? For five minutes. The other, the other things are, how much does it cost out of pocket? Mm -hmm. Right? It's 800 bucks. Mm. Yeah. That's not per cheap, month. especially if, yeah, you got to get it every month. Yeah, you get insurance, great. It's going to run you a copay of 300 bucks all the way down to 25 bucks. So whoever, some people have great insurance, good. Think of it that way. Um, some people can qualify it for free. Because of their income levels, right? Average monthly supplement costs on a nutrition program runs about 100, 150 bucks, hmm. right? Yeah, that's normal, natural nutrition. Yeah. So when we talk about that wheelhouse, um, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to claim that people lay back and take the easy way out, mm -hmm. but our society has generated it into it into a modicum that says. I don't want to work for anything anymore. Yeah. That's too much to do. Mm -hmm. I can't meal prep. I can't shop. I don't even know what to look for in a grocery store, right? Let alone what, what is a grain-free food? What does it look like to be carnivorous, low-carb, high-fat, all that stuff that's available to us, right? Mm -hmm. So I, th I think from my experience of my few years here on this planet, the free stuff I got never lasted. I never appreciated it because I had no skin in the game. Yeah. Right? There's just nothing there for me. So I learned that the best thing I can do is apply myself to the activity I am doing at the time and get benefit from it. Because mm -hmm. once I own it, now it works for me for the rest of my life. Yeah. I've sucked up a lot of time. <laughs> I mean, good, you huh? know me, Dr. Mills, like I'm, my patients know me too. I'm not as nice when it comes to this kind of stuff. Mm. Dr. Mills, he's, he's a nice guy, yeah. but I'm not as nice. I mean, I look at this as taking the easy way out. You still want to jack yourself up on eating crap all day, then go do it. But the moment you get off of this stuff, you will fall right back into the same patterns my job on a daily basis is to ensure that people have longevity, but something called healthy longevity. 
So what that means to me is being able to live a life for a very long period of time, but do you want to live it in pain? Do you want to live it overweight, not being able to go do the things that you want to go do because of your weight problem, because of your health problems? Oh, but I'm still living like I'm still 75, but you're 75 sitting at home in front of a TV all day not really enjoying your life mm. and going and doing the things that you could be doing, producing for society, things mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. So, mm. I mean, I look at something like this and while it may have an effect for an emergent case of diabetes, somebody who really, really desperately needs it right mm. then and there because they're really sick because their condition got them to a point of being ill. I can understand that, but to use it, and to advertise it now as something completely different, something that's not even FDA approved for what it is, it's just you're taking the easy way out. You don't want to put in the work to go lose the weight. Or, you know, I, I can have a soft side for this. You know, sometimes it's not just the diet, it's not just the exercise. People have other things going on inside their bodies, and maybe they can't lose weight, they're having a lot of trouble. So they think that, okay, this drug will help me on top of my diet and exercise. I'm not trying to like attack that side of things. But if it's a, I want to go eat my fast food and drink my alcohol and not have to work out, but I'm going to take this drug so I can lose weight. And it's a cop out. Mm -hmm. It's a, <laughs> it's a, I don't really want to do anything for myself. So I'm going to take this easy way out. Um, and that's just how I look at it. But um, there's another way out and another way to get better. Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be this sounds honestly like a pretty terrible drug in my opinion, like the side effects. I, I personally couldn't imagine taking this stuff unless I absolutely had to like my life depended on it. Um, I mean, just with like the kidney stuff and the liver stuff and, um, it just, it's not worth it to me. Acute gallbladder disease. You know, I'm reading this, this list that's from their website. Constipation, pancreatitis, more diabetic complications, like actually like. Retinopathy? Yeah, losing your eyesight. Losing your like, eyesight. I'm, I'm trying to see. <laughs> I don't, this isn't worth it. What would be worth it was, would be trying something else mm -hmm. before even having to do this. Um, and that's, you know, that's what we want to give to you guys today is, okay, great. You just talked all about how this drug isn't great. So what am I going to get out of this podcast to help me? Cause I'm struggling, losing weight. I'm having trouble or a family member I know is having trouble. So how are you guys going to help me get there? And that's what we want to do for you guys with this, this episode is show you other ways to get there. Um, some of my favorite things and a lot of the things we do in this office is, uh, we always work with diet first exercise is great. Um, but it's really only about 15% of the equation. So another, uh, one really, really good one is lower carbs, higher fats. Um, and then another lower carb, higher protein. We have intermittent fasting. 
Um, I love Dr. Mills, fasting. talk a little bit about intermittent fasting because I know that that's something that you are like, you're really big on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's nothing better than giving your digestive system a break, mm -hmm. right? Even if it's an 18-hour break, it's not that long, but it is a nice break. You'll feel energized. You get to experience hunger, which isn't true starvation, mm -hmm. right? Hunger is hunger, but starvation is something completely different. If I fueled myself last night with appropriate foods, I should be able to run all the way through this morning. Now, two, I have yet to eat, all right? So I'm running pretty good right now. In fact, I feel cleansed. I feel nice right now. Um, I'm not ready to faint. I'm not going to fall over. I had a workout this morning. I worked all day today with my duties. I'm going to go home all weekend. Mm -hmm. So intermittent fasting, I love. Some of the extended fasts are great, too. It gets people released. It gets you uh, spiritual reality yeah. too right spiritual connections well jesus fasted for 40 days yep if he can do 40 days you can do 18 hours there you go that's a good way to look at it um you know and, and it's I, I think intermittent fasting can be stuck in as a mainstay in somebody's program whatever they're doing let's say they're doing low carb high fat low pro, low carb protein high proteins they always intermittent fast around that aspect too intermittent fasting doesn't need to be every day you mm -hmm. can be one, two, three days a week, whatever the person chooses, whatever works for them and gets their set point weight-wise and, and lean mass-wise down to where they want it. That, that would be the goal. Um, I've seen many things come and go. Um, you know, not come and go, but people, what they do is they'll get locked into one thing. Yeah. I'm going to be carnivorous. Mm -hmm. Good. Go get carnivorous on you. I'm going to be vegetarian. Good. Go get vegetarian. And all of a sudden, it starts to not work. Yep. Then the carnivorous thing or the vegetarian thing becomes a bad thing, right? Mm -hmm. I think flexing and moving through all of them is where people should be. Totally. Intermittent fasting is the keystone. And from there, all the other pieces get moved around. Mm -hmm. I'm carnivorous for a week. I'm vegetarian for two or three weeks. I'm combining carnivorous and vegetarian eating vegetables and meats, right? Yeah. Um, I may even go keto and dump all the stuff and eat, eat a lot of fat and protein so I can get into keto state for five, six days, two weeks, whatever the plan may be for the person and myself. So so look at these things as, as brief interludes moving in and out, either through the course of a month, through the course of quarters in a year, a year, right? You might plan out different strategies for different times of the year for these different um, concepts in diet and eating. Not just, I'm going to be a carnivorous person the rest of my life. So you don't have to engage in those things that far and that deep. I like to put it as when you want to build a good house, you need multiple tools. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there you go. Yep. And what is this thing we live in? Our house. It's our house. It's our right? home. So get multiple tools engaged and start using them. And don't, don't feel that you're stuck in a fad or, no, I'm not going to be a vegetarian because it's a fad mm -hmm. or a carnivorous person because it's a fad. No, get into it because there's a health benefit there. Because, look, carnivorous diets don't heal people. You know what heals the person when they're on a car carnivore diet? They're not eating crap anymore. <laughs> Correct. Right? They wipe the slate clean from all the other stuff. They fuel themselves with meat only and eggs and cheese, mm -hmm. however you want to plan your carnivorous. That's, that's the biggest benefit I've seen from people. They didn't heal by meat. They healed by dumping all the other crap yeah. in their diet. All yep. the sugars, grains, pastas, noodles, bread, mm -hmm. all that stuff. It went out.
Yeah. And then, you know, we have all these like healthy tools to use and you can, you can go back and forth, but I always try and remind our patients, you know, there's like a solid 30 day consistency, whether you're going back and forth or not, but there's a consistency and dedication you have to make to yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people don't see rapid weight loss in the first 30 days, Mm -hmm. especially on nutrition programs. Um, And then, you know, 30 days passes and morale's down. I haven't lost a Mm -hmm. pound, but that Mm -hmm. six week hits and bam, it starts happening. Mm -hmm. And it starts coming off week by week by week. And it's a consistent Mm -hmm. thing. So again, it's not going to be easy, but you have to keep up with the consistency of the healthy weight loss um, and healthy weight loss is maybe two pounds a week. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be seeing 10 pounds every two weeks coming off of your body. If you're going to do it in a healthy way, mm-hmm. you know, if you're going to do gastric bypass and stuff like that. You're going to see weight come off really, really, really fast. Mm-hmm. But the moment that sleeve gets taken off, you have a, because the habits were not, um, taught and they were not um being consistent you'll you'll go right back to where you started Mm -hmm. um so in our office like i know you do too but i always tell patients you know we don't put people on diets here um we put people on lifestyle changes Mm -hmm. yeah um because if you want to change your life you do have to change your diet Mm -hmm. um and you know there's another side to this there's exercise it's a small piece again i don't believe that weight loss necessarily has a ton to do with exercise um but exercise is a great component of health so there's weight training which i've always seen really good results for people Mm -hmm. and then interval training Mm -hmm. so getting the heart rate up bringing it all the way back down again bringing it up again i typically don't notice the best results with like steady cardio Type routines mm-hmm. like running the for long routines. periods of time it's the hit those are better those mm-hmm. are better um because you're kind of like shocking your body back and forth same with the the weight training mm-hmm. um so again you can switch in and out of these things it doesn't have to be this like i'm only Steady a weight exercise lifter. i'm only a weight lifter yeah. yeah or i only do hit i only do stretch and yoga yeah pilates all good stuff do little pieces of it yeah dance it around mix it up Yep. Stir up the pot and, and, and place it all in your life. I think the consistency model was good. I had a thought when you were talking about the 36, you know, 30 day, six week window. Um, you know, in anything we do in our life, I, I, and for some reason, the mortgage came up, right? Mm. So if I'm looking for a weight loss plan, I've got weight on me, I've got excess baggage I got to get rid of, right? Yeah. So if I take on a mortgage, I've got an excess debt I got to get rid of. And for most of us are on a plan of 30 years. If we don't refinance, that debt will be paid. Mm -hmm. So you got to be consistent on paying it off. Let's say, you know what? I want to work a little harder. I'm going to go 15 years because I think I can manage the finances on a 15-year mortgage. So therefore, I'm going to do more exercise. I'm going to tweak the diet much harder so I can get the weight off much faster. Yeah. These are the things that people have to get consistent with in 
all realms, mm-hmm. right? I want a savings. I want to retire one day, right? Yep. So I got to put away a savings. I can't just one day wake up and then six weeks later, bah, there's my retirement, mm-hmm. right? Lottery maybe, but that's a pipe dream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so forget that idea. But those are the things that, that consistency can drive people towards. And there is only one benefit coming from work, and that's consistency. Once you've driven consistency into your life, all other things will wrap around that. Mm-hmm. Even if you start with one, be consistent at it, be good at it, be consistent, be an expert. And all of a sudden, 10 years down the road, in, in my consistency since I was a young person doing this work for myself to start and then on others now 32 years later, I can still jump, I can still run, I can still surf, I can still go lift weights. I can do a ton of things out there that I never thought I'd be able to do at this age looking at the rest of the population, the majority of them, right? Yeah. So I'm thankful for all the things that were blessed upon me to learn from mm-hmm. and do. Yeah. Oh, totally. Um, yeah, I think consistency is key. Um, there's there's one way, you know, we throw all these things at you and it's hard to just go home and like change your life overnight. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to just be a carnivore overnight. Nine times out of 10, you're yeah. going to fail. And that's the um, unfortunate like model. Oh, oh, low carb, high fat doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you got tossed into it overnight. All of a sudden you feel like crap because mm-hmm. you're not getting your carbs in. All you're eating is fat. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you're going to fail because mm-hmm. you weren't taught properly how to walk into it. Yeah. And that's also that first month thing. It just, it's a, it's a matter of timing. Um, how quickly can you get to that goal? Mm-hmm. Um, we, we have never sent a patient out of this office where they have to go home and completely change their diet overnight. Mm-hmm. It's a process. Right. Sometimes it takes two to three months to change that um, lifestyle and eating habits around. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for the people who are listening to this and want to get started somewhere um, on any of these weight loss tools, it would be to start small. So take a look at your diet, start writing things down, write down what you eat, keep track of it in an app, um, and then slowly start to make changes. Every week, another change gets made. Maybe you're aiming for lower carbs. Okay, great. So next week, instead of eating the bread that I have with my sandwich every day, I'm gonna do lettuce. Mm -hmm. And that's the one change that you made, but because you made it so small, the week after is going to be even easier to make Mm. the next change. And that's why it's so important with these things to some people can go all in and they do really well with that. But Mm -hmm. most of the population can't do that. Mm -hmm. It's if you've been doing it one way for 30 years to have to do it another way overnight, Mm -hmm. it just leaves room for failure. Yeah. And and I'll, I'll end on this note. Accountability is key too. Yeah. Um, if you can be accountable to yourself, great. I've always done better with, I got to log into somewhere, talk mm-hmm. to somebody, show up, let them know I'm doing the work piece by piece so they know I'm, I'm stepping in the right direction. Yeah. You know, it's just show up, show up, show up. How you doing today, Doug? Good. What'd you do? You get anything accomplished? Yes, I did. Good. Or no, I didn't. Mm-hmm. See? And in, the, in the, and in the world that we live in, we can sit down in an hour or less, watch a TV show. And in that hour, it went from chaos to complete satisfaction 
and that's where we think our lives are run. Yeah. Right. If we're not accountable to anything or anybody, then we're likely to lose. Mm-hmm. And we're there, and and the, the accountability mechanism is there for support, so that you don't get the negativity that comes in the mind once you've failed. Yeah. You see, I still fail. Oh yeah. At this thing we're talking about. Yep. I go bread crazy. I go pasta crazy. I go sugar crazy every now and then, and I pay I pay the price for it in multiple ways. So I have to keep that accountability bucket open mm-hmm. so I can check in and go, hey, I need testing. What's going on with me? Something's bad. Oh, you just ate, ate crap, literally. Stop yeah. doing it. Let's start there, and then pretty soon it cleans up and my program's working for me again. Yep. And that's the benefit here in this office is you know being able to go on a program with a practitioner mm-hmm. that's going to keep you accountable on a weekly basis mm-hmm. um, over time. And that's why patients here, they, they get success. Mm-hmm. You know, if you haven't had a single patient who does it perfectly, not get better mm-hmm. and not reach the goal that they want to. So, um, but, you know, we talk about how Ozempic was so bad and it came with all these side effects and just want to briefly go over all the benefits of doing, you know, healthy weight loss properly there's really no side effects maybe some sore muscles from working out right um or a little bit of a oh i didn't get my bread today right feeling but if that's the only side effect that you have to deal with i mean i would choose that in a heartbeat mm-hmm. but we've got increased motivation increased immunity decreased depression and anxiety due to the high levels of the serotonin created when working out and when eating properly, increased mobility, flexibility for your joint health, especially as you get older, cardiovascular health, increased healthy longevity. I mean, the list goes on and on um, for the benefits to proper diet and exercise. So, you know, okay, the one benefit you got with Ozempic was it controlled your blood sugar and for the time being and Made got you less you- hungry. Made you less hungry, but also got you 20 pounds off body weight wise. And that's what you got. But this way, you get a whole plethora of things that I can't even begin to name because there's so many. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of up to you and what do you want to choose? How do mm-hmm. you want to do it? You want to take the easy way out for the short term? Or do you want to take the easy way out for the long term? Mm-hmm. They're both easy way outs. It's just what term do you want to take it for? Yeah, I agree. It's good. Yeah, we did good. So, so what are we going to do next week? Well, What's our topic. I'm trying to think. We're starting to move into summertime. Um, I think we need to talk about the skin. Skin. We're sun. moving into spring, summer. People want that glow going on. Yeah, we've got some new mm-hmm. stuff in the office. That's a good topic. I think yep. uh, skin is where we head next. Yeah. We're working with a company. We'll tell you all about that next time. Yeah, some super exciting we've stuff. We've got some pictures. I know we can't see them on these podcasts, but we've got pictures we're generating of patients. Mm-hmm. They're having some wonderful skin changes in their day, like aging stuff too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's pretty it's pretty cool stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Tune in next month. We'll have a nice little skin talk going for you guys. Everything from skin cancer 
um, to just general skin care mm -hmm. and upkeep for the inside and the outside. So remember, we have skin on the inside and the outside of us. That's right. So we're going to talk about what all that means. But thanks, Dr. Mills. You're welcome. Thank for you. the podcast. And um, I hope everybody got a lot out of this. And we're excited for next week. Thanks so much for tuning in. We're so happy to have you. For more information about what we do in the office or more information and updates about the Top Form You podcast, feel free to visit our website at sdnhic.com. Or for even more fun and information, feel free to visit our Instagram, where we post daily posts about supplements, nutrition, and our amazing staff at San Diego NHIC. Can't wait to see you in two weeks for the next one.